same number. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch! I do have a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. You take every bit of your energy, every fiber in your bowl, and you take it and you beat the piss out of them. I'm talking about beat the piss out of them. Let's go whip their ass. Let's go. Mike Griffith, HAC's Dog Nation, covers Georgia. Mike, I would be remiss if we didn't start with Dylan Rayola. What do you know about what's happening? Same thing everybody else does. The guy's uh, taking a visit to Nebraska on the weekend, and his dad played there. He's got an uncle there that's a line coach. He's got a big grace, so, uh, you know, it's possible he could flip to Nebraska. What does that do, if anything, to the quarterback room at Georgia? Well, I mean, he's not here yet, and they have Ryan Puglisi, uh, another top-ten quarterback from Connecticut that's been pretty firm through the whole deal that's wanted to come and compete. So, um, you know, Rayolo is not a guy that was going to start in year one or, you know, who knows, maybe not even year two. Uh, I think the bigger news is, you know, whether or not Carson Beck comes back. Uh, because then that affects whether or not Georgia, you know, gets a veteran out of the portal like a like a Leonard uh, from Duke, um, and then you wonder what happens to Gunnar Stockton. So, you know, this is this is where we're at. You know, between NIL and players declaring for the NFL and open portal uh, recruiting, late visits, late flips, big time college football. How would you handicap back right now? Fifty-fifty. I mean, he's uh, you know, his draft grade's going to be anywhere between late first round or fourth round, just depending on you know where do you, where do you place him among the quarterbacks? You know, is he is he the third quarterback? Is he the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh? I, I know Mel Kiper has him as the seventh, which uh, Stetson Bennett was the seventh quarterback taken last year, and he went in the fourth round. Um, I think he would go before then. I think Carson Beck would, you know, probably be a you know late first to late second round pick. All it takes is one team to like you. you know, he's a guy that got better as the year went on. Didn't play great against Alabama, but didn't have a lot of help. Um, he missed on a couple of big plays, but his receivers were hurt and weren't getting a whole lot of separation. Alabama was able to get a pass rush without blitzing, so uh, that was that was tough on Carson. Um, but does he want another year of it? You know, not knowing who his receivers will be. Bowers most surely going to the NFL. McConkey likely going to the NFL. Uh, not sure about the transfer love it and what he's doing right now. But um, you know, you lose those top two targets. Not sure about Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saint. That's one of his top four targets as well. I mean, you know, those four names right there. Those are your four leading receivers, and are they all back? Are any of them back? 
Um, lose your top two rushers, lose probably your right tackle, lose your center, lose your guard. Pretty big revamp in order. Not saying Georgia can't pull it off, but, you know, if you're back, who are you surrounded by next season versus what's your NFL draft stock? So uh, that's a tough call. I do think money's involved, but I don't think that's necessarily the determining factor. Uh, I reported over a week ago he was looking for more than $4 million. That's that's about what he should be looking for based on his NFL value. Don't think that's an issue for Georgia. Um, I think it comes down to what Carson wants and and how he you know weighs coming back for another year versus going on to the NFL, which is the ultimate goal for him. Would Gunnar Stockton be the incumbent? He would for the bowl game. Uh, I'm not sure if he'd win the job for next season. He'd certainly be up for it. Um, you know, he's a pretty talented guy. George was high on, and um, you know, but that's another guy that that I had heard was was looking at his options. Look, Bill, they're all looking at their options. Right. This is this is a new world. I mean, people have got to adjust. Every player, every year, has to look at their options. They're they're renegotiating every year now. This is what people wanted. This is this is what um, you know. People said players needed to have this opportunity. This is what Congress said. Uh, you know, fair, yeah, f- fair job act. You know, everybody has a right to negotiate their job, and the amateur model, as we knew it, is dead. Uh, you don't own these guys. Every year, they can change jobs, just like the coaches, just like you, just like me. And every year is a negotiation for them. So, you know, people have to become accustomed to this. It's not like it used to be, and and really, it wasn't last year. Uh, you know, this is part of why what Georgia did. Uh, winning 42 out of 43 games and 29 games in a row in this era, you know, where they're lined up across from guys that were on their team last year. I mean, that was Tresman Marshall uh, falling on that fumble at the 11 and stopping Dejon Edwards at the 1. He was a Georgia Bulldog the previous four years. And then he helped Alabama beat Georgia. That was, that was Jermaine Burton who helped Georgia win a 2021 national title, catching a touchdown pass for Alabama against Georgia. Bama Pete Georgia with former Georgia players that Kirby Smart recruited and trained and coached up. Um, this is this is where college football's at. Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation on Tuesdays joins us. Mike the Mad Dog in Noonan, Georgia, wants to know why aren't Georgia fans talking more about Ryan Puglisi more? Well, you just mentioned him. Yeah, they are. I mean, they you know Rayola got a lot of talk this year because he went to Buford which was a top-10 national high school located about an hour from UGA. So he was in the spotlight every week in high school football action. And, you know, he was a, a, a big-name guy that was, was once the number one recruit. Um, but, you know, Piguzzi, he stayed strong all year. I mean, I saw him uh, the day of the SEC title game. We both did the same radio show uh, in Atlanta. Uh, he was there with his dad, and kid hasn't wavered. I mean, he was coming to compete. Um, whether Rillo is here or not, and and that's still not a done deal, but uh, makes you appreciate Georgia having the power, the wisdom to recruit to, two top ten quarterbacks. Riley Leonard has visited Notre Dame. We don't know if he's visited any other place. Don't think he has. What's going on with Georgia there? Because that's the first mention I've heard. Well, I mean, he's basically not dealing with a lot of other schools. I don't think he wants a lot of other schools. I think he's picking. And yeah. you know, he visited Notre Dame, and 
Um, you know, there's some suggestion that, you know, he could be waiting to see what Beck does. I mean, there's some thought that Georgia could be in on this guy. Um, a lot of riches there uh, coming to Georgia. Uh, Bobo's a really good coach. He's produced a lot of really good uh, NFL players in the SEC's all-time leading passer. Aaron Murray was a Mike Bobo guy. Matthew Stafford, uh, number one overall pick, was a Mike Bobo guy. David Green, uh, winningest quarterback in Georgia history, a Mike Bobo guy. Um, Georgia's all-time uh, highest-scoring team was 2014 under Mike Bobo. So Bobo's a guy that quarterbacks are familiar with and, and like to play for. He played the position himself. Is Georgia more aggressive this year in the portal, meaning going after people? Yeah, they have to be. I mean, you know, they were aggressive before. They tried to get Caleb Williams two years ago. Yep. This is like I keep trying to tell people, everybody just like, well, no, so they had Stetson come. No, they, they tried to get Caleb Williams. They tried to get other players. Kirby told you that. Um, hey, there's other guys that Georgia wanted to get in the portal in past years and wasn't able to. Um, you know, Georgia might have had some interest in Riley Leonard last year. You know, there's just there's a lot you don't know. It's not documented. It's not uh, put on the big screen, Georgia talking to such and such potential uh, transfers. It's just they've been very selective because they've recruited really well and they've developed really well, so they haven't had a whole lot of holes in the lineup. And so it's determined by your needs. Georgia, I don't think, is ever going to build a program on transfers. Like you look at Ole Miss and – I think Lane had 28 transfers in the two deep at Ole Miss. Um, not Colorado, uh, but not Georgia either, right? So Georgia still wants to build primarily through recruiting and development. But from year to year, you're going to have guys that check out and leave. You're going to have guys that leave early for the NFL, although I don't know, do we even call it leaving early now if you leave after playing three seasons? I don't think so. So this is this is what happens with an accelerated schedule when you have 19 guys that are going to enroll in the midterm, uh, it means they'll be going through spring drills. It's almost like the guys that are freshmen really aren't true freshmen, right? They're not true, true freshmen. True, true freshmen don't go through spring, right? They arrive in the summer. But when guys go through spring ball, I mean, that's, that's kind of its own season. So uh, that's an accelerated schedule, and therefore you have guys that are able to leave college earlier. And if we take it to the next step, Part of the reason these guys are midterm enrollees is more and more players are being redshirted in high school or in middle school, being held back at some point. So uh, they're not 18; they're 19 now. Most court, you know, I shouldn't say most, but many quarterbacks are guys that have had that extra year to grow and develop. Jim and Savannah wants to know outside of the quarterback topic, what is Georgia's top need? Well, you can make the argument it's running back and receiver. I mean, you know, Trevor Etienne's a guy from Florida in the portal. A lot of people think George is in on him, that he could be here. He'd be an immediate fit. Um, fits a need. Good character guy. Wants to win a title. Um, that would make sense for Georgia. They haven't had a first-team All-CC back since DeAndre Swift. You know, you could argue some of that was how they used their backs. But still, um, Etienne would be a great fit. But receiver, I- I'm not sure that you know, love it and Ra Ra Thomas really met expectation. I'm not sure. You know, I don't. You know, my expectations might be different than the coaching staff, but I didn't think either one of those guys was a real impact guy, like I thought they might be. You know, I looked around the country and saw the receivers making a bigger impact at other schools, 
But for Georgia to maintain this incredible level they've been playing at, you know, Kirby's got some heavy lifting ahead this offseason for sure. You're right. Those receivers did not impact like I thought. Now, Griff, just was that just they weren't as good as we thought or just not used? Weren't, weren't that important? Well, you know, it, it's tough because Georgia kind of got everybody's best game. But, but I thought Carson Beck was a good enough quarterback to get the ball around. But yeah. I guess my thought is this. You know, when Bowers and McConkie were hurt at the end of the year, you know, they tried to play, right? Ohio State had a receiver last year that didn't even try to play, okay? Um, Georgia's guys tried to play. And when they weren't able to go and make an impact, this is where you used to say, well, next man up. Next man up didn't show up. That's why they lost. Say this, if Georgia still had A.D. Mitchell, that Texas receiver, I'd say to beat Alabama in the SEC title game. But this is now, this is the transfer world, and Georgia's best receiver helped Texas make the playoff, and and Georgia didn't have that next man up, and Alabama played a better game. Jalen Milrow out-executed Carson back, and so the Tide's going to play Michigan in the Rose Bowl, and we'll see a really good Sugar Bowl with Texas against Washington. Appreciate it, Griff. Thank you. Bye-bye.